0: Hi, my name's Tash and I'm an alcoholic.
1: My name's Caitlin and I am not an alcoholic and this is an exploratory podcast looking at alcoholism, addiction and mental health within the arts and all of the things that make us question why am I like this.
0: Caitlin!
1: I wanted to sing the rest of the theme. That's fine.
0: Um, how are you? I'm all right. I've had a bit of a weird, like, couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. I feel like you have too. <laughs> how are you feeling this week? Um,
1: This week, okay-ish. A bit tired. Mm. Uh, my sleeping pattern's a little out of whack, which is interesting. For any reason? Nah, just as a cyclical sort of thing. If you look at my, like, sleeping app, then you just see the... Yeah. Like in the foals. It's like a mountain, like peaks. Like the peaks, peaks district. Peaks and valleys. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I lived in the UK too. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. This week has been, uh, I've utilised the organisation of my calendar and I've broken up my time into sections of my life. It's including good. Including life. There's a, a like, like, put a topic or a genre, I'm going to yeah. call it a genre, and then the event. And it's interesting looking at it and being like, all right, cool.
0: I got a lot of shit to do. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah.
1: much. Um other than that, yeah, I've
0: been alright. How about you? Yeah. I don't I feel like I keep obviously saying yes to things because mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing to do. Fun. Is overload my plate so much. Oh my god, same. Um, and like you said something really funny before, um, that you got yourself into a situation and the words were coming out of your mouth and you were volunteering for something before you'd even sort of thought about it. And I relate to that so hard. Like the amount of times <laughs> I see anyone sort of Talking about an event or talking about a costume or something, I always offer my services. And I was like, I can help you. Or yeah, yeah, just drop it around, I'll do it. Yeah. Like, well, no. Yes. And then 30 seconds later you're like, Oh no. Mm. Oh, I can't do that. Mm. Oh, I'm too deep now. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm pretty lucky I've got quite a lot of friends that when I do that, they go, No Tash, you're too busy. Don't be ridiculous. Yes. I just want some advice or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm really grateful for them. But I think Cause I had a lot coming up this weekend and through the week I sort of started to feel a bit down and a bit flat and just I really wanted to get away from everyone and I found myself spending a lot of time in my room with the lights off, just mm-hmm. wanting to sleep and not really be very present, you know. Um, and I think that's because I'm currently the most medicated that I've ever been. Okay. Um, which I think is definitely where I need to be right now. But now, <laughs> running joke with Annie, we always say meow. Anyway, um, because I'm my body's not giving me those anxious warning signs that I would normally have, like, ah. of you know, my body is not telling me that I'm anxious. And okay. so I'm like, I feel good about this. Like, I feel like I've got lots to do, but I also feel like I've, I can handle it. And then the things pile up and the deadlines loom. And I start to feel like I need to just, yeah, shut down from everyone and escape. And then I'm like, oh, wait, maybe this is anxiety. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it's when I start to get, like, the nauseous in the mornings and, yeah, like, the itchy hands and sort of, like, really I realise that I'm holding my shoulders up around my ears and, like, grinding my teeth in my sleep. And all those things are those, like, physical things of anxiety and then I guess it, it's a weird balance because if I'm not super medicated or mm-hmm. if I'm not medicated to this level then I'll be anxious and I won't be able to do anything but is this better I mean yes I guess yeah yeah okay Well, because I can do things yes I just guess I've got to find the balance yeah somewhat yeah so mm-hmm. you were saying you've been taking on a lot of work as well yes. lately, which is a constant part of me yes yeah. it's classic i Caitlin. feel like this is becoming a bit of an avoidance thing at the moment
1: by you um, pointing yeah me. yeah it's so someone in my life the other week when i was like i just like i do a lot of things etc 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 and they were like in my experience and this person is older than me so has much more wisdom than i do <laughs> it's not um, always the case but in this case definitely <laughs> Um, And they were like, whenever I find that I'm doing too much, it's usually a sign that I'm avoiding something. Mm. So you have to, like, question what you're avoiding. And I was like, ooh, ooh, that hit something. Don't know what the something I'm avoiding is, but you've hit something. So (laughs) shitty. Ooh, (laughs) hate that. Yeah. Uh, So it's been, I think last time I was talking about how, like, I'm doing, like, prioritizing and doing this, 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 this to get stuff sorted. Do I say that on a podcast or to you in person? To
0: me in person in a, okay. m- a meeting. Yeah, yeah,
1: great. And was like, yeah, we're live together. Uh, still doing a bit of that, which is good and helpful, positive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is the theme. Of it this, is. This is episode. a positive episode. Yeah. Now that we've talked about our not so Negativities. great weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what I'd like to know, Tash,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is how you keep yourself positive and how you bring positivity
0: into your life. Yeah, I would say I'm a pretty positive person. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think that if you ask, you know, anyone that knew me maybe through year eight and nine, I know that that's a throwback, but yeah. I was just really, really angsty. And everyone would describe me as being like brutal or harsh okay. or like heartless. And I always describe myself as being a realist, <laughs> which I guess is still a little bit like what I'm like. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I would just, you know, people would, oh, I love him and la la la, and I was like, yeah, but he's a dick and this 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 like <laughs> or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they be like, you're so mean, like you just say that, and I was like, I'm a realist, like you need to get it together, like. And I was just so much more negative and unhappy, and now I feel like I don't know. I had a bit of a realization at like 18 that I was like, oh, I'm my own bad mood, you know, like okay. <laughs> The reason I'm upset is because I wake up every day and make that choice, you know? Yeah. I mean? Like I was like, everything's shit. Like I'd stub my toe and then I would let that ruin my entire day and mm-hmm. everything was somebody else's fault and everything was just unlucky. But as you know, I love accountability <laughs> and that's just totally not the case. Like, yeah, it's it's you. But, yeah, my favourite thing to keep myself positive is the sun. I love the sun. <laughs> I'm a sun bun. Um, I always have been, I say I'm solar powered. It's what brings me joy. I can't, like I genuinely can't help but smile when I'm in the sun. Okay. What do you feel about spring, summer?
1: I good it's okay. It's hard because I grew up in tropical countries. Mm-mm. So I'm not used to that usual stock standard four seasons, whatever. Yeah. And when I moved to Australia or every time I came visited Australia, I always associated home with autumn and the weather of that. So I'm very much an autumn baby. Yeah. Literally, I was <laughs> born in June. Um, so very much an autumn baby and have those very nice, warm memories linked with autumn. And this is like a scientific thing. as <laughs> she says with quotation marks. You get like seasonal affectional disorder because yeah. of lack of sunlight and lack yeah, of yeah, vitamin totally. D. Yeah. So scientifically, and we'll prove this maybe later, I'll talk to someone. <laughs> you will feel better and happier in the sun because you're literally getting the vitamins. It's the serotonin. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very excited for summer and spring. Like I've changed my phone background. I'm my like wardrobe is slowly seeping back into spring. Fun. Like there was a moment yesterday, I was like, yeah, cool, like flowy pants, a crop top, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it's still cold. I still need a layer. Yeah. And so like having yeah, bringing summer and spring into my outfits and all this kind of stuff. And it's interesting because ever since I did live in the UK and felt the true cold, cold. like yeah, but not even that cold. Like we're <laughs> talking. February, March. Yeah, oh, get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've grown up in tropical nations, totally, and it's been weird having to live now, knowing
0: that like the cold is chill coming in your bones mm-hmm. and not being able to shake that off. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for the warmth. It's the worst. Yeah, like, and I think that's the the other reason that I love the sun so much. is mm. post living in the UK. Yeah, because I lived in Wales and it rains a lot in I Wales. It does. I remember this one particular day, like. It must have been right towards the end of my three years there and I was just really fed up and really unhappy and it was just awful and I was walking down the street and it was raining for like the 14th day in a row and I had my umbrella and I stepped on this paver and the paver flipped up and all this water from under the paver just went into my shoe Yeah. and I just burst into tears on the street and I was Mm. like, it was just like my breaking point point. I was like, I can't do this rain anymore like I can't do it it really broke me you know like going outside every day and it's dark and it's cold and you're wearing four pairs of tights and a pair of jeans and then your thermals and your jackets and your coat and then your waterproof and your gumboots and your spare socks in your bag and your little rain hat like yeah yeah it's too much to run between pubs with you know like it's,
1: (laughs) it's interesting because reflecting on my own mental health 2017 which is when i was in the uk the middle of that year was a bit of shit time and i'm now the weather played a part of
0: that i would say so
1: yeah because i like went off to scotland for a week Mm -hmm. and it was oh my god the weather was beautiful and i could feel myself getting happier rejuvenating Yeah. yeah yeah And the same sort of thing we like, spent some time in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> like, really warm and lovely. And was like, oh my gosh, the sun. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I've missed you.
0: And that's what I feel like. I feel like coming into this spring, everyone's on this good vibe, like, positivity. I'm going to do me. Yeah. And I feel like everyone should just be excited to bloom a little bit this spring, you know? But also, what's that little saying? It's like... Not all flowers bloom the same way, or something like that. Yes, That's something cute. Yeah. Um, so just remember not to be too hard on yourself <laughs> this this spring equinox. <laughs> it just turned into like this, <laughs> and this is Tasha's
1: <laughs> life advice for this spring season: <laughs> try florals, tea, and a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that vitamin D. Um. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Just for to be like. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from the weather and the sun. Pilates. Okay. <laughs> Let me. Like I'm
0: could love have been Pilates. I need
1: something else, but sure. Yeah,
0: cool. Pilates. Um, yeah. I mean, all my friends know, and anyone that follows me on Instagram knows how on Pilates I am. Yes. Um, that came out of a result of breaking my ankle and needing some serious rehab. Um, but I was really anxious about, doing any sort of exercise in front of anyone yeah. Um, and I guess that's what keeps me out of a gym or out of like any sort of sports teams or classes like, I'm very insecure and self-conscious about my fitness I guess and like my body and so I really didn't want to do it in front of anyone so initially um, I paid for private sessions which was the best thing I could have done like mm-hmm. it really realigned me with my body and what I could and couldn't do and what I wanted to be able to do and my instructor, Beck, is who listens. Shout out Beck. She's an absolute delight. Yeah, she really sort of like coached me through it and is so so I've got Elis Downless syndrome and she's really on top of that hypermobility and what I should and shouldn't be doing and how to sort of train myself better. And I guess, yeah, I know I've said it before, but that like couple of hours a week that I get just to myself to be at one with my body and really feel myself. Yeah is really important to me. Annie actually made a comment that she often feels like a pair of eyes kind of floating around. And I really relate to that in a way. Like when you're sort of in a bit of a depression or a bit of a like brain fog, yeah, you're not really body aware, like you're not aware of yourself and you're just sort of in this... Disassociation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. which is such a common thing for so many people. And I think a lot of people don't even realise they're doing it. Yeah. And... I didn't realize I was doing it and I think that's a lot to do as well with why I was so clumsy obviously the drinking doesn't help but I think I just had no awareness because I just didn't care and like yeah. oh if I like run into this door and break my nose so what like at least I get some time out to go to the hospital <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah, okay. so now yeah Pilates has like become my happy place yeah beck's actually moving on with her career Aww. very upset i cried quite a lot oh no. sorry i'll just have to find somewhere else or just to watch <laughs> her videos and do it in my living room yeah that's cute swimming i love swimming yeah like low impact solitary exercise okay cool you know yeah we should i mean swim i'm sure together t- yeah i would love that
1: yeah let's yeah truly <laughs>
0: Do you do any, like, exercise, fitness? Yes. You've just started with your PT. Yeah,
1: I recently started seeing your PT, uh, which is linked to, like, one, trying to be fitter in my life but and, and just to an overall theme of being healthier as someone who has, like, chronic... I, yeah,
0: endometriosis is a chronic illness that yeah. falls under that. I feel yeah. weird associating with that. Because um, you don't identify as someone with a chronic illness? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that's... Let's talk about this for a second. Do okay. you think that that's, um, like, a... Because I think this is a really common thing for a lot of people okay. who have illnesses that, yeah, fall under that sort of chronic mm-hmm. illness. And then I think people think, oh, well, I'm not as bad as such and such, therefore I don't deserve to be. Yeah, she's yeah. nodding and smiling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yes. Totally. and It's a- so hard because it's all relative, obviously. Yeah,
1: definitely. And it's a thing of, oh, I wonder if that's a family history thing. Mm-hmm. I say family, it's been like two generations, including mine, where on my mum's side of the family – the endometriosis has always been compared to her sister who like on a scale of one to 10 is an 11 yeah. and I'm like a three yeah. on that. And just, oh, I talked about all of this on Instagram mm. during like endometriosis awareness. Month. Yeah. So if you want to delve into that, you can just follow me on Instagram at KMOK okay? and hit the endometriosis <laughs> story highlight if you want the full goss thing. Yeah. And it's just a thing of I don't think I like to identify with that because it's not all that I am and it's not how I hold myself. Totally. How I value myself. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. And it's this weird sort of thing of <laughs> trying to live with that because I've had the surgery and I've been extremely lucky in the fact that it was diagnosed within three, like three to six months so and it takes so like 15 years. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. It's, you know what?
0: I, I just used the word lucky. It's not lucky because you were proactive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this is what we were saying the other day, like being proactive about those things, it makes a difference. Mm. But, like, if you are concerned about your health in any way, yeah. go to a doctor. Yes. If you can't go to a doctor, call a medical line. If yeah. you can't call a medical line, go online and speak to a GP. Like, there are so many ways that you can access healthcare yes. that isn't Googling your symptoms. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it is also a thing of, with endometriosis because mm. there's so much – disbelief and stigma in the medical community that it's not a real thing there is a long process yes and i was and i am going to stick with the word lucky lucky enough to have a family who has the experience and the diagnosis of it and a doctor who believed me yeah and who quickly put me through that process and the benefit of private healthcare. yeah so very privileged <laughs> yeah so it's been interesting having to focus on my health and having the privilege and the ability to see a PT and to get the benefits of exercise, which does make your brain better.
0: Totally. Because you have that rush of chemicals yeah. going through it. It's so shitty, isn't it? When yes. Like the doctor's like, have you exercised and eat healthy yeah. and sleep? And you're like, well, no. And, like, off. <laughs> fuck off. and yeah. then you do all those things and you feel and better like, and you're like, God damn it. Like, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it is also that thing of... As someone who's plus sized having to fight that battle of actually getting into the gym in your own head and yeah, then
0: always being totally. conscious of oh has someone look like So is your PT session in the gym? Yes. And are you self conscious while it's happening?
1: No. Because it's eight AM it's on a Wednesday morning and sure. no one's there. Sure. And it's also a thing if I have someone there who's holding me accountable and Almost so like, safety and
0: numbers sort of thing. Yeah, totally. You're not alone. You're yeah. Not, you're not going to do anything embarrassing. Yes. Like, yeah.
1: Um, but that being said, I do feel quite safe at the gym that I'm at, but I am also going at times where there isn't really anyone else there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think that you would be comfortable doing it in front of a whole class?
1: Maybe if I knew that that class was a safe space. Yeah. We very much derailed from the positive. Well, yeah, we always do. But, I things. mean, it's.
0: To- I think it's just cuz like obviously now i want to talk about chronic illness and yeah. it's just like i think that that's got such a link to mental health yes i know so many people with chronic illnesses i'm sure mm. you do as well oh yeah definitely do i know many people who are actively taking steps to make themselves healthier and better not so much okay you know yeah diagnosis is great yeah or you know that's always amazing but unless you do the things yes you can't expect to feel better or get better, Yeah, you know? And, like, so much of recovery, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. is in your head. Yeah. Surely that's how people get through anything is, yeah. you know, willpower and mind over matter. Yeah. And I think, like, if you're constantly bringing up, like, I'm sick so I can't do X, Y, Z. Yeah. you And then you start to not even attempt X, Y, Z because you're making that excuse. And then you start to get upset or have grudges against people who do do xyz because you mm-hmm. can't but the last time you actually tried to do the thing was yeah. a long time ago and you've now talked yourself into this yes. like manifesting your own chronic illness with self-doubt and thoughts is a total thing yeah like it's a huge thing yeah. um that i'd love to talk to my sister more about um on this podcast that's definitely something that she's struggled with and can relate to yeah what do you what do you think because I know it's a touchy subject; it's difficult.
1: Yes, definitely. And I think there's a lot of barriers in place for people with chronic illnesses to even get that diagnosis, and yeah. then once it's diagnosed, to have the support through that. And granted, I don't know a lot about the healthcare system within South in yeah, both South Australia and Australia, and supporting that. Mm. And it will definitely be worth getting someone who knows infinitely more than the two of us for yep. that. Definitely. Um, I think there's a lot of structures in place that can stop someone from being able to live with their chronic illness because it's mm. a thing of it usually it can't go away it's something yeah. that you have to live with and develop coping mechanisms and ways to manage that yeah and part of that is mental definitely because the way that you outlook way that you see that your life and the outlooks that you have can greatly impact on the physical and mental sides of what you're doing and how you're living within that but at the same time you need that structure and support
0: in yeah. order to because have fifth, that in in terms of happiness i think 40 percent is genetic okay 10 is circumstantial and the other 50 percent is mental okay i'll have to fact check that but i'm pretty sure that's the case and it's so true like days that i'm feeling super down and negative and hiding in my room mm. like i'm aware of what i'm doing you know and you're sort of like a stubborn child i'm like i don't want to go outside like I want to stay in here and be sad like no one talk to me yeah if I force myself outside just to lay in the sun for honestly like 10 minutes Mm. I'm like oh you're okay like fresh air sunshine a little bit of nature like you know it just kind of brings me back to earth I think and just reminds me that I'm not the only one in the world and like these problems are not isolated and Mm. you'll be okay you just have to do the things yeah Yeah, I find that's a good little, like, mood breaker for me or shower, hot shower. Mm. But Ah. I was reading something today about the sun and I was reading that the more you, like, shift workers have, like, a lot of trouble with their mental health um, statistically because of all the time that they spend in the dark. Yeah, And, you know, they're getting all this, like, is it melanin? And they're sort of calming and sleepy and sending your body to, like, sleep. If you never see the sun, like... You know, it's no wonder that you feel a bit gloomy.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously, we're not saying go in the sun, your depression's cured. But oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but no, I'm no, no, saying, no. like, you know, yeah. if you're feeling a bit glum, take yourself outside. Yeah. Go in the sun. It's, like, always my recommendation. Yeah. Revel
1: in the spring. Mm, truly. <laughs> I'm
0: not I'm trying to simplify, um, obviously, mental health or anything. Yeah. What other positive, like, what activities do you do that make you feel good?
1: It's a very good question.
0: What do you do for you? Oh, my God. I just – I don't know what I do for me. I just realised I don't have an answer to that either. <laughs> you do Pilates. Oh, yeah, that is for me. Yeah.
1: Uh, what do I do? I like to read. I think about reading more than I actually read at this point, mm-hmm. though. just quite annoying. I listen to music. I'm a very big music listener.
0: Like, I'm always constantly listening to music. Are you kind of working though when you're listening to music? Because you're thinking about what you might play on radio. Are you thinking about the next show lineup? Oh no, I never think about what music I'm playing okay, on radio. That's good. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> so never. that is your you time. Yes. But I always, I'm always listening to music at work. Um I'm just I'm literally, I'm literally always listening to music. Like the first thing I do when I wake up, I'm like, hey Google, play yeah. this playlist. And like I make a playlist every month, all this kind of stuff. Like it's something that I don't necessarily like Invest a lot of time in, but it's something that's always in my time. Yeah. <laughs> On another note, and I feel like <laughs> saying this, but like <laughs> so fully happy. Um, I do a band practice every Sunday. It's like been going for the last like month and a half. Sorry, what? Yeah, i am in a band. <laughs> Since when? Since like a mu- two months. I reckon it's been almost two months now. What the fuck? Why yeah. wouldn't you tell me that? <laughs> because I'm like... <laughs> What's your band's called? It's We're called Stepsister. Cute. Um, We haven't performed <laughs> anywhere yet, and I'm okay with that. I think yeah, it's sure. going to be a couple more months. And What kind of music is it? Like, ooh, a mix between like Julia Jaclyn <gasps> and... Oh, who else? Like, that sort of, like, indie guitar. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And it's so three of us and we've been meeting, like, pretty much every Sunday. And it's been a very nice both an end to the week and a start to the week as well. little reset moment. Yes. And I think something I was talking about the other podcast, or it might have been a Sober Sunday, was that as someone who writes as their major Mm. creativity outlet, there's no distinction between being creative for creative sake and being creative for work's sake. And that is a moment of me being able to easily be creative and to have that outlet yeah. and to feel good
0: about that. Yeah, for fun, for you. Yeah. And, like, with people as well. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that's some really lovely... Community. Yeah.
1: I also, like, I have, like, a tiny bit of self-doubt with that because, like, I don't can't play an instrument for shit. Like, I sing. I'm a vocalist. Yeah. So every time I'm like, oh, I don't really – like, I'm just just there. And they're like, what the fuck? No, stop. Yeah. Do this, like, X, Y, Z. I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, That's
0: nice that you've got people to sort of lift you up.
1: Yes. Uh, So I think the time to answer that question in a very roundabout way Mm. is I like to have my Sundays where I'm not really doing anything work-wise. So a good Sunday for me and a good time for myself is to have done, like, shopping at the markets the morning before – like sleep in a little bit like meal prep listen to a podcast yeah (laughs) have the bandmates come over later cute um yeah
0: maybe do some gardening Really good set up a garden yeah i just craft i just make things but also that's part of like it's almost like an anxious tick as well like Mm. if i'm super anxious i have to even if i'm like making pom-poms or like monotonously bedazzling something yeah. or even like i do it at restaurants do you know what I mean like i make things out of the napkins and like really? just subconsciously like i pick things up and i start working with them in my hands yeah and then before you know it, i've made this like tree or whatever else and i was like oh that was a coaster mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um yeah i think part of it is that diy or die like needing to make yeah and i think the other part of it is if i'm not moving and i'm not comfortable doing nothing okay. like i'm really not yeah um is, would you consider that a positive outlet? It's hard to say. Like, yes, definitely sometimes. Yes, definitely sometimes. Very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I think it's an outlet, but more and more um, my partner and housemate have been telling me that I just need to stop. Okay. And a lot of people tell me I need to stop, including my doctor, yeah. including my psych. Like, I honestly don't know how. Like, I do not know how. Like, even when I'm sleeping, I go to sleep listening to podcasts. Like... I cannot be alone in my brain for one minute Mm. because then I think about all the awful things that I've ever done and how awful I really am and how, like, much of an imposter syndrome I have and how everything I do is fake and how this podcast is a joke and how my whole business is built on nothing. And, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I really get into this awful self-hatred, like, spiral. Okay. Like, I cannot. Obviously, this is very unhealthy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm aware of that. So it's, it's super difficult to, like, I guess, stop. Yep. For me, it's scary. Like, it's scary to stop mm-hmm. because, like, what comes next? So then going
1: back to the wise sage advice that I was given mm. the other week, that inability to stop, what do you think the thing that you're avoiding is?
0: Just my own thoughts, I think. I've had a, I've had a really tough time with alcohol this last couple of weeks. Okay. I'm not sure why it's been so bad. Like, I have literally found myself going, oh, my God, why are you like that?" Branding. Branding, because <laughs> I've been, like, angry drinking a lot of kombucha, <laughs> like rage <laughs> drinking. Okay. I think it always happens before I've got work. So, like, I had a hosting shift yesterday. It's not a conscious thing, but I guess it's, like, my body is still thinking that it should have champagne or wine or something while I'm getting ready to, mm-hmm. like, because that's what you do, you know? And so I just slam kombucha instead, but it, it still makes me angsty and, like, yeah part of me is like oh maybe I need to like drink an energy drink or maybe I should have like two painkillers or something like I feel that need to like self-medicate and self-soothe but then I get to work and I'm like oh like I love my job I love my colleagues I'm so good at it like I I really love that job because it is effortless to me and then I get there and I do and I have the best time then I go home and I'm like I can't believe you thought you needed a drink you know but I'm definitely still working through those early stages I, I like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do in those situations. Like, I'm alone a lot. Like, I'm alone in the studio and I'm just like, I want to drink, I want to drink, I want to drink, I want to drink. At a hen's party the other night. They went yeah. through six bottles of champagne. Oh, wow. It was the most painful thing. Mm. And, like, my instinct to drink all the half-leftover half, dr- half leftover cups at the end of the event because I was like, no one's here, no one would know. Yeah. I could just drink them all. But no. Yeah. I cannot. <laughs> So that's a bit sad. Again, I've gone on a weird tangent about being sad again. Yeah. Why do you say sad? I don't know. I think I've just been feeling like I think I'm like just worried that I'm going to let myself down and, like, let my support network down. I'm not sure what my definition of that is. Okay. You know, like, because I know that if I did – I'm not going to use the word relapse because I don't really agree with that, but if I did sort of one night go home and have a couple of bottles of wine – I know none of my support network would be upset or angry. Like, they would all support me and talk it out with me. Maybe I'm afraid of that. Like, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Clearly working this out still. Didn't, That's okay. Didn't realise I felt
1: like this. That's fine. Love it. It's the exploratory part of this. Mm. Why don't you agree with Relapse.
0: It's just the term, my friend Lara put it really eloquently and I can't bloody remember it. Okay, It's like not a relapse, it's just like a reassessment kind of thing. You know, oh, like yeah. you sort of, you're like, oh, I did this thing, but you don't have to be like, right, that's it, wipe my sober slate clean, like start again from day one. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to AA. Like that's not how it is. Like we all have our little emotional slips here and there. Yeah, I think as well because like when we were in the UK, yeah, obviously we were having like, a drink one cider a week or something and like if we did go past the little british pubs we'd like go in for lunch and sit there or whatever and i guess that gave me almost like the placebo effect of like going out and having a drink even if we were just middle of the day at the pub and now that i'm back home i feel like i can't do that okay so walking past like pubs or anywhere that serves alcohol it feels like it's tr- it's like a magnet trying to draw yeah. me in you know yeah. and i get like angry at people that can drink like I'm okay like, fuck you like you look like you're having a great time hmm. like <laughs> wish i was having fun like but no because you wouldn't be having fun i just have to keep reminding myself that it's a slippery slippery slope yeah and i slipped ages ago <laughs> so i just need to work it out which i'm clearly not doing that's okay mm how and this is
1: just a very weak throwback to the theme (laughs) how do you think you can aim towards a more positive mindset in that
0: i definitely need to catch up with my boss okay she's sort of like my unofficial sponsor and she's sober herself and it just gives me the best advice but she's very much like me in the way that i would describe her as a realist you know like she's there's absolutely no bullshit and so she tends to snap me out of my funks really well So I think I just need a really big chat with her and maybe some other people who struggle with alcoholism in my life who can reassure me that it's okay to be struggling. Like it's not, I think I felt, I think I feel like I hit my one year and then I was on a real high and I was like, yes, I've got this. It's so good. Like this is the rest of my life and I'm ready and I've got this podcast and all these people are so proud of me and hell yeah. And then after that sort of initial buzz wore off, I was like, oh no, still an alcoholic, still really struggling every day. Like, yeah. I think I'm upset as well. I got into a fight on the internet as I sort of went on on my Instagram about, but ABC Life re-shared an article that was posted in January uh, called Why I Quit Drinking for a Year. And the caption of the shared video was, could you stop drinking for a year? I read the article and had a lot of thoughts because there was no mention of mental health. There was a very passing comment about alcoholism okay but the whole article was very much like to me it read it read like my past it read like the way i behave and it read like the author had a problem but in the article they weren't saying that they weren't didn't seem to have any accountability they just sort of said oh it's not good for us and this is unhealthy and gave us some stats about why it's bad for you and talked about their drinking history and then there was a little statement there that to me is quite clear that you do have a problem because they said, when I look back on my life, I realize a hundred percent of my mistakes or regrets involve alcohol. Like that should be a big red flag. If that's the case in your life, surely that's enough to think, well, maybe if I take out the alcohol, those horrible things that I keep regretting won't happen. Yeah. So I, yeah, I had some feedback and I actually wrote to ABC and I said like, Hey, like, you know, I'm 27. This is not my experience. This, and I said about mine and, um, I actually invited the <laughs> author to come on the podcast, yeah. um, you know, and ha- have a bit of a debate about it or a chat. Yeah, and then I thought, oh, it's it just made it sound like it was just this really easy thing that you could just do if you wanted. And so I sort of went into the comments. I know I never read the comments. <laughs> like I brought it on myself. But I went there looking for like-minded people yeah. and I went there looking for other people who might be struggling or some sto- some like positive stories of overcoming adversity, you know. And all I fucking saw was like, baby boomers being like, easy, done it, been there, done that, easy, It's weak if you can't do it. Like, I gave up drinking and this year, like, I have never drunk. Like, all these really blatant statements. Yeah. And I just kind of, like, I scrolled all the comments, every one, and there was not a single person there that had a differing experience. Like, they were all just people almost bragging about how long they'd been sober and how easy it was. And there was a real emphasis on the simplicity of it yeah. and it was very much just stop and I guess for someone who, like I'm just struggling so much at the moment that that just filled me with rage like sorry some people can't just stop like I'm an addict like it's a disease I need help like I can't I can't just turn away from it and never do it and never think about it again like yeah. and so I sort of like replied to a comment of this guy and I just said like look I'm I'm so pleased that you know you're sober and that this was a you found the journey easy i hope you realize though that this is an isolated insulin and it's everyone's sobriety journey is relative to the individual and being able to say something like this comes from a real place of like privilege baby boomers do not like being called privileged like (laughs) the fucking comments just blew up and all of a sudden all of these like fully grown adults you know with families and government fucking jobs are all yelling at me on the internet calling me like Asinine and childish, and saying that I'm shaming people. And basically, the whole aggression aimed at me was you're shaming people who can quit drinking easily, you're judging people who can quit drinking easily. And I was like, Are y'all fucking for real? Like, and this, after this woman had had a really like savage attack at me, I sort of replied and I said, I actually, she was like, What world are you from? You know, and I was like, I'm from a world where I understand that complex issues like this have more than one side to them and that I would like to see both of those discussed. That is all that I've said. I'd like people reading this to consider that it is not this simple for everyone and that some people really struggle and that addiction can be a matter of life and death for so many people. I said this kind of attitude really stigmatises alcoholics as well as people who just aren't trying hard enough or whatever. And I was just so hurt and like, I guess just to just to be like, even though it's on the internet, like I was just so upset because these are this is what I'm worried about my parents' reaction being, you okay. know? Like I'm worried about them just sort of brushing it off. And, yeah, you stopped well done, like, and not taking, giving me enough credit or not that I need credit or reward or anything, but acknowledgement of this awful thing that I have had to go through would be nice. And so I just got so upset by them all and then I think that sort of like got me a bit of a funk as well. I feel fine about it now because I know they're all just like, that's their opinion and that's their thing and lucky them that they don't have to go through this but think of the children you know (laughs) yeah the internet this Mm. was meant to be positive
1: i know we took a real turn yeah yeah but i think that's okay because i think it's reflective of real life and i'm not saying that real life isn't positive Mm. i'm saying it's reflective of the current state of minds that we are both in yeah especially you because the point of this podcast is to be not only a place of self-tracking but actually exploring the different facets of that. Yeah. And we can't talk about positivity if neither <laughs> of us are feeling particularly positive.
0: Truly. Yeah. Truly. I just always go back to the sun though. <laughs> I
1: you've been talking about realism quite a lot. And it's interesting because what would you consider me as out of the three whatever things that they are? An idealist? An idealist. Ooh, yeah, cool. Because
0: I think you are quite realistic. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that you live in like a dream world or a Mm. fantasy world or anything like that, but you have grand plans and like they're positive. They're always positive and they're always like self-building, you know, like you, whether you know it or not, I think you do quite a lot of um, self-growth activities and like even, you know, starting a band, going to PT, like those are pretty huge things like that a lot of people think about for years before they do them. And I'm not sure if that's the case for you, but you know, you're doing them and that's personal growth that's, like, learning new skills, learning new things, like, you've got these, like, fun ideas of all this, like, great future and I think you work really hard towards that. Like, what do you think you are?
1: Um, I considered myself an optimist for a very, very long time and then I started working in retail (laughs) (laughs) and was, like, people are the worst.
0: Yeah. Uh, So sad the way, like, working in the public sector can just kill your mental health. Like, but I'm still
1: quite, yeah, I would say I'm an idealist. And I am still quite positive and an optimist within that. I think I'm an optimist.
0: Yeah? Like, yeah, like I'm I'm definitely always looking for the silver lining. Yeah. And I'm the first one to mention the silver lining when things are going wrong for my friends. Yeah, okay. And I guess that's what makes it difficult for me because I go, oh, no, I know that horrible things happened and I try to be there for them and to offer support or to yeah. listen or to do that part of it. But then I am quick and maybe sometimes too quick to say, hey, but – there's this good thing that happened from it, or now that this bad thing has happened, this positive thing can happen. Yeah, and I guess I get quite frustrated. We've all been there in that position where you just don't want to hear it. Yeah, but I guess it's frustrating when your friends are like, "Thanks, but no thanks." Yeah, like, and I was like, "Well, I can't help you then." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and no then that's be the, Like, no one likes walking away from friendships that are toxic. No. Like, but you know what? On this, on the topic of positivity, yeah cut out the bullshit people i cannot (laughs) stress that enough like if there are people in your life who every time you spend time with them you leave and you just you either feel like worried or upset or sick or you're not sure about what you did or did you say something wrong or what did they say and you like fall into this judgmenty like of yourself and others yeah or you're just feeling negative or beat down like sometimes your friends are really are your worst critics but in in not a very healthy way yeah it's difficult and i know that we touched on this um in the last episode because obviously everyone has um, their own battles that they're fighting and sometimes it's not possible Mm. for them to be as good a friend as they would like to be and that's totally fine yeah that friend can come back to you when they are ready to give you the respect that you give them yeah you know like friendship is absolutely a two-way street and too often i see people in I'm going to call them relationships because all friendships are relationships, like, and they're in this situation and they're being treated like shit by their friend or they're just being used as like a soundboard or they're just being used as like a, here's all the things that are wrong with me. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are so many people nodding along who relate to that, like, and it can be really difficult to cut those people out. Yeah. And I've had to cut most of my friendship circle out and I explained to them the reasons why and... Again, they were not ready to be accountable. They disagreed with my opinion and, I, and that's totally fine. But I was like, look, this is where I'm at. I'm working so hard on myself and I need positive reinforcement. Like mm. I can't keep working on myself and working on you and trying to drag you along with me just for you to keep, like, throwing all those negative snowballs out. Like, yeah. 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 And it's definitely difficult, friendship yes. breakups. Yeah. Have you done a oh, few? Oh, 100%. How do you do it? Oh, I didn't do it as tactfully, honestly. You don't do it tactfully? I
1: didn't. I think I do now, but also I just don't have a lot of toxic friendships in my life, That's which is great. really nice. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple friendships at the moment that require a bit more emotional labour than I can put
0: in at the moment totally. but they're aware but have of you that? yeah I was gonna say have you let them know that yes there's so that important. dialogue yeah. and stuff because uh, it's okay to say like to a good friend like if oh. you're that person that isn't being a very good friend yes that's totally okay but if you have some awareness and just sort of say yes hey look I know I've been not great yeah I'm not having a great time at the moment I need xyz from you and maybe mm. it's I don't need anything from you yeah I just please know I'm still here and I just open communication
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've had a friendship in the past where it was a bit long and complicated and we're now no longer friends. But it was this very long process of being drained by that friendship and trying a couple of times to be all like, this needs to change. Mm. And then it, like thinking it had changed and then it hadn't. And then when that was called out. Yeah. The response wasn't great. The way I responded to that wasn't particularly adult or healthy. or But anything also, bad. you are only just an adult. Like this is true. <laughs> I think I was you're okay, how like... old was I at the time? I was twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty. Uh, and I just kind of like it became so easy to just not engage anymore. And I was like, cool. I right. don't need to respond to that, so I'm not going to. Yeah. And then I pissed off to Europe for six months. It was like super beneficial, really helpful. It was like- real great.
0: Yeah. Holidays are the, like, escaping. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking to someone who has fled the country <laughs> multiple yeah. times. Hello, Sam. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, we're similar in that way. Like, we just sort of get up and bail. Bye. Like. Not the healthiest of ways no, to deal with your problems. But, but sometimes look, effective. Yeah. I mean, but there's a, you've got to change your disposition and not the sky. Ooh. I mm. haven't heard that before. Mm. It's a good one. Yeah. I think about it all the time. Nice. Yeah. Um, And that's, like, every fucker that moves to Melbourne, like, (laughs) look, I love Melbourne. Look, I don't know why I said that. I don't. But, like, if you wanted to move to Melbourne, that's totally fine. Yeah. But also, with another little quote here, be the change you want to see in the world. Like, (laughs) if you want a fucking sick arts culture and, like, cool nightlife and cool events in Adelaide, like... You got to work at them, hun. Like yeah. you can't throw one event and it not, not go great. And then you'd be like, oh, well, that's that. Like,
1: this is a whole separate tangent. Oh, oh yeah. Off I, off I go. Like, yeah. Cause. This is an like support your local Adelaide podcast, Radelaide. It's the
0: best. I just think that, yeah, you got to learn to be happy in the skin you're in and where you are. Yes. Because it's all in your head.
1: Yeah. Well, but at the same time. There are cases where, if everything is toxic and in that space, oh, yeah. then it is. Like, is if you live in Wales, get out. <laughs> 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 no, no offence. You it's true. listens to us in Wales. Yeah. No yeah. Offense. But it's that sort of thing of like, it's okay to, like, if you need to, and if it becomes that space, it's okay to escape and it's okay yeah. to move.
0: As long as you're not running. Exactly. <laughs> she says that. Oh. <laughs> Look, it's, it's tough. Yeah. And we've. We've all done it. Everything is complicated. Mm. Woo. Um. So reading, like, yeah. I'm gonna go back onto the positive tangent. Okay. Quickly. So have we talked about the kind of books that I like to read? No. Okay. I'm scared. So, ugh, you should be. You're gonna hate it. Oh no. So I love really trashy gothic novels. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like V.C. Andrews is my fave. What you're shaking my head? You I don't, don't know, know who that is. Flowers in the Attic. My oh, Sweet okay. Audrina yeah yeah it's all sure. so messed up and it's like it's basically like the most ridiculous it's like a telenovela like soap opera beautiful in a book and it's like every chapter has got you going what? it's like more incest like <laughs> another murder like it's just so ridiculous okay and I think because it's you know real real people yeah quote unquote in such ridiculous and ludicrous, outrageous situations. And these books are all pretty old as well. So, like, you know, feminists, don't read them. You'll be very upset. But, like, if you can put that all aside, it's just a bit of a, a laugh. And so I find it a really light reprieve for me to kind of, like, read this insane book mm. and just get involved in their drama for a while, you okay. know? Like, it's just, to me, it's lighthearted, even though it's really full on. Like, yeah. it's Yeah, it's so ridiculous and really easy to read. Like, You can flick through a book in a day or two, you know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, nice. I can't read anything, like, heavy. Ooh. I don't need any more fucking thoughts in my head, you know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's why I only watch, not like I only watch, but I love trash TV as well. Like, yeah, you and your Riverdale jumper. <laughs> oh <my> God, don't <laughs> shame me on the podcast. <laughs> I'm literally in an oversized pink Riverdale jumper. <laughs> I bought it as a joke. My sister's got the same one in black. <laughs> um. I mean, real trash like toddlers and tiaras, oh, no. dance moms, extreme couponing, like, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, okay. Just because, again, like their lives are so outrageous and ridiculous, and yeah. not even close to mine that I can't relate to myself to any situations they're in and okay. think about myself. You know, yeah. I'm just like, whoa. That's so interesting. Mm. Um, I just don't like to think about myself. So you'd see it as a form of escapism. Yes. Yeah. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Because obviously I can't sit in silence. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Die? Like. Well, that's so interesting
1: because the stuff that I'm consuming and well, the, yeah, the art that I'm consuming and reading is usually sci-fi. It's fantasy. It's like actual, another world. Proper traditional. Yeah. Escapism. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I've always been a major sci-fi fan. Like, oh, like I'm fucking wearing a Star Wars pin right now. You're cute. All, yeah, this is <laughs> Jawa saying you're cute. It's teeny. very cute. Um, I don't know what that means. It's just what it says. Okay. It's just what the creature says in cute. Star Wars. Uh, but it means that when I'm reading, I am usually – like, I don't think I do it as a proper escapism thing, but it's like, cool, I don't have to think about my life for a little while. I can think about something else. And it just tends to be science fiction or fantasy or I'm always – when I'm reading, I have three books on the go. It's always, uh, like, some sort of fiction, sci-fi, whatever. Then there's either a nonfiction or a series of short stories.
0: Mm.
1: So it's, like, diversifying yeah. and it's something different. And I'm expanding my cultural networks yeah, and insights and knowledge. And then it's usually, because I am basic, <laughs> a book about Star Wars. A Star Wars Cute. book. Which is, I think, very big thing. I have a lot of them. But the last thing I read... It's oh, it's hard because like you read sci-fi and I'm reading a lot of speculative science fiction at the moment and it's hard reading it because it's usually all about
0: climate change. Yeah, And the one I just it's finished. Topical. Yeah. I think that's why I was feeling a bit down this week as well. Okay. Just the state of affairs, you know. Oh,
1: the book I was reading, Becky Chambers is a beautiful author and I bloody love her. And when I first picked up a book of hers, I was in Dimmicks being like, it's just killing time. And I was like, I want sci-fi written by a woman. Yeah. Which is very hard to find. I was going to say, what a novel concept. Mm. And then saw this book that I'd walked past a few times and a few late dimmicks, like, journeys. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And I finally picked it up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it. It's the best thing I've ever read. Amazing. Um, Wish I could read it again for the first time. And the first book is called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. There are two ones that follow it. And if you've ever watched Firefly, like, you'll enjoy this book. Also, just read this book because it also has these heavy tones of how stupid humans are sometimes and, like, how we obsess over sometimes the most meaningless things. Mm. And because it's sci-fi, you have other species in there and they're like, that thing? Sure. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. interesting watch, like, reading that. And the book that I picked up the other week is her newest one and isn't set in the same universe, but the way that she writes is very similar to the way that I think sometimes. It's about this character who's writing essentially mission reports to back to Earth, but doing it from a way that she's, like, the engineer and she's the one who checks in on everyone and makes sure everyone's okay. Everyone is yeah, okay. Yeah. And is talking from not a scientific point of view, but still having that undertone, but, like, for the general public. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Sure, don't no spoilers. So I can yeah. talk about it with someone. But it's the same sort of because it's speculative. It's looking at another version of Earth in the way that we could be heading to and looking
0: at humanity yeah. on an overall. See, I can't do yeah. that. Oh, like, I love it. It's oh, so good. Right, like, I'm kind of stressed even listening to it. Really? I'm just like Yeah, right. What horrible things are we in for now? Oh, you know? I'm just like, getting like relust in the wonder of it. Mm. And stressed. Thinking about the
1: different ways and thinking about the positivities of that and the negatives or like what science fiction and good science fiction should be about is about speculating and what can happen and what we can do to avoid that. Mm. That's why like 1984 was so good Mm. because it's looking at a version of ourselves and teaching ways to avoid that. And that's why sci-fi is so interesting because you can delve into that and you can explore different notions of that because you don't have the limits that society places upon itself. The rules. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. science fiction is about literally defying that. Um you to start a science fiction podcast. Yeah, That'd
0: totally. be so good. That'd be so So good. good. Don't out to our Patreon so that we can <laughs> start another podcast. So, you wouldn't want to talk science fiction with no, me, I don't think. No, no, no. You can chat to someone else, That's mate. right. I'll find
1: someone else. I'll start my Star Wars podcast.
0: Um, I find that, on the terms, another term, positive things, yeah. um, is a lot of the feedback that I've had from this podcast. That's nice. For sure. Like the amount of people reaching out saying that the podcast helped them to be accountable for an issue that they knew they mm. had, or people who have sent the podcast to people and been able to have really open dialogues afterwards, um, people who relate personally or from a friend or family point of view and just. Yeah, I guess it's nice to – I think everyone listening, you know, and even us as well are kind of having that feeling of like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. Oh, we all do this. Like those things that no one talks about that we pretend like aren't a big deal, like they are a big deal mm-hmm. and you can you can help yourself and you can ask for others to help you. Yes. And like, you know, quite a few people have said that they feel like we're their little – you know, cheer squad and support network, and Aww. we t- we totally are like, cute. You know, like we're we're as much here for you guys as your support is there for us. Yeah, we love your reviews. We love that. And if you have got anything you'd like to say that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, um, email us at why am I like this pod at gmail dot com. Yeah, um, you can just send feedback or any questions you might have. If you would like to debate any of the opinions that we have, we are mm. always happy to hear yeah. from differing. Differing opinions, that's obviously the only way you learn. Yeah. Uh, Just do it gently. Please be nice. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't be like. Don't be a dick. Don't be like a comments person. A troll. <laughs> Write an articulate email. Yeah. And Patreon. Yes. It's up. It's a thing. You can support
1: us. Help us so we can pay
0: Ryan. Yes, you can support us. Um, so we've got our lowest tier starts at $2. Um, surely you can donate $2 a month to your. Your fave sober gal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just you. no, just, just me. Don't worry about that yeah. one. Um, um. Or if you've got a little bit of extra cash, um, we've got a $10,000 a month pledge, and that would be super great Whoa. if you could just, yeah. Just casually slide us.
1: Yeah. 10 Gs. Yeah,
0: every month. That would be great. That'd be nice. Um, And what do you get for 10 grand a month? Well, lucky you. I'm (laughs) not going to spoil the surprise, but if you head onto our Patreon and read our, uh, what I think are very hilarious uh, tier descriptions tell who wrote them. um, (laughs) Then, uh, yeah, you can support us or just laugh at us, and that's totally fine too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, The link to that will be in the show notes. And we haven't ended it this
0: way for a little while because I keep forgetting about it. To ask me my thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's your slogan for the week? I feel like I've done like 10 in this episode. I know, which is why I think I forget to ask. Yeah. It doesn't matter how small your first step is, just take it.
1: Cute. Oh. Aww. Emotional. Oh, i to give you a
0: hug. Maybe I should come up with some occasionally. Yeah. I just feel very delicate, you know. Like I nearly cried then. Like I just feel like it's it's quite weird feeling so understood, I guess. Okay. Because I feel like I was so alone in my alcoholism. Yeah. And now I'm so public in my sobriety. Like it's Mm. really a huge change. So it's nice. Yeah. It's obviously like being sober is such a positive as opposed to being like, there's that wreckhead again, you yeah. know. No so fair. it's nice. I think my little thing,
1: I'm going to put my own little slogan. I want do to. it. It's a slogan. Um, is to be gentle with yourself. Oh, yes. Especially after the climate strike happened on Friday and in the lead up to it and when I ask people like, oh, you're going to this. And they're like, no, like I, I, can't, like I can't be in a situation like, like there's just too many people. I just can't. Sure. That Sure. is okay. Mm. That is not the only form of activism. Mm. There are so many other forms out there that are equally if not more valid And this is just my PSA and reminder for everyone to be gentle with yourselves
0: because you are usually your harshest critic. Yeah. I need to be gentle on myself. Yeah. But also I'd rather be busy. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to Alex Leahy's Don't Be So Hard On Yourself On A Loop, which you can do because we're going to make a positive jam playlist. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, though, because, like, my positive jams versus your positive jams. That's going to be so interesting. Like, I'm a straight up emo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an indie hipster. Oh, you would be. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. Like, I like lots of stuff, though. Yeah, so do I. I'm on such a Hobo Johnson vibe, though. Oh, my God. Like Peach scone.
1: I mean, yes, that's was a, great. A peach scone. scone.
0: Oh, it's so good. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't listened to Hobo Johnson, I highly recommend. Check yourself. Um it's do you know it's described as emo hip hop? <laughs> is it a, really? Yeah, on Wikipedia. It's like. Yeah. And because I sent it, when I sent it to my sister, I was like, this is kinda like emo rocky, but also rap. It's great. <laughs> and it is great. There's Thanks for listening, everyone. Rate, Re- review, subscribe, yada yada. Hit that bell
1: affected by anything said in this episode, please contact Lifeline at 13 11 14 or www.lifeline.org.au. Why Am I Like This is a weekly good production produced by Caitlin Ellen Moore and hosted by Tash. The audio for this podcast was recorded and edited by Ryan Martin-John. The Why Am I Like This jingle was created by Annie Siegman and Ryan Martin-John. Why Am I Like This was recorded and produced on Ghana lands and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for listening.